Hey everyone, welcome back to the Indie Basketball Podcast. Today, I am joined by, you know, normally it's a it's a one-on-one, but it's a two-on-one today. And uh, we've got Jen and Galen from the band Cusp. They're from Chicago. They have a new record out that came out a little over a month ago. Uh, and they're here to talk about mostly the Bulls and uh, the misery that comes with that lately. But it's a good time. Uh... We talk about their their album, what they're listening to, and then we make a, we do build a band at the end, um, and it's a very very unique one. Uh, so hope you guys enjoy. Yes. What's up? How's it going? Good. Thanks for having us. We're we're very excited. Yeah. Uh, So I actually literally used to have that t shirt. This exact one? (laughs) That exact one. Yeah. That's awesome. I bought it from someone online who lives in the area. They were like, I have a child's Michael. I think I actually know who you bought it off of too. Is it Michaela? Yes. Was this yours? <laughs> no, it was not. I, I do not believe I would fit in that shirt. Uh, I'm six five, so I I, I would not fit. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Um, well, yes. thanks thanks for joining, uh, for coming on and talking basketball, both you guys and uh, I know uh, Jen, you and I have gone back and forth on Instagram a few times about basketball already. So you're very uh, excited. It's constant. It is a it is an intersection of our interests in a major way definitely awesome well thank you for joining um the first thing i like to do when i have people on and i usually start talking a little bit of music first um but but for both you guys what are you listening to what are we listening to we have both been very into the most recent cal marx record Mm -hmm. it's just kind of blown they're like one of the best live bands it, it, we're doing it right now so. it's so hard live it's so so good but for me i've been revisiting um a bunch of old metric albums because they're just one of my favorites oh, yeah. one of my favorites and super inspirational for me especially like in my teenage years so i've been kind of just like revisiting like uh fantasies and live mm. it out um just kind of on repeat it's been big for me nice um i've been and by because of me everybody else in the house by proxy have been listening a lot to the last mj lenderman album oh yeah um, definitely big big into that record um, i mean he also had that uh very specific crossover of the hangover game so i feel like yeah i know really i know <laughs> that's that's how i got into him was a friend recommended to me because of that song right so uh yeah and then the the last big thief record too mm-hmm pretty constant nice yeah with that with that mj album i feel like because he i think he did he tour with the mountain goats or open for him 
Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, I guess. Because I was going to say, like, you know, it, it, initially I, I didn't think the comparison was there. But the more I listen to his music, like the songs are very much like Mountain Goats type songs. It's like the funny, the funny undercurrent, yeah. like dark and funny. It's yeah. definitely there. Yeah, it's like been, very unique storytelling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been into it as well. But yeah, those have been the the big ones. I could look at my grid for the week. <laughs> Do you, have, your your uh, last FM grid. The last FM <laughs> grid. I mean, always Alex G all the time. And then there's this band called That Dog, this 90s band that I was... I only really know the um, Totally Crushed Out, but it's such a good record so i've been listening to that pretty frequently too i have avril lavigne on my grid for some reason I no think shame that, no shame and yeah. i don't know I don't remember how but <laughs> yes. proof. Yeah, proof. proof. <laughs> just in case anyone yeah. listening just believe me it's amazing um but yeah so cuss put out a new album what is it like a month ago yeah yep. yeah a month almost two yeah yeah um so you can do it all that came out about almost two months ago um i really love the album it's a very good album so great work mm-hmm. on that front um this is your guys first album right like first yeah proper first. album yeah. yeah yeah um i guess how like first of all i guess like how did you guys come to be a band and like how did the writing process of this album go it's a good it's a good question <laughs> so to how we started as a band was we um, Galen and I were in a band together previously in Rochester, New York, uh, called Rut. And that's how we started collaborating musically in that band. Um, and it was also how we met Matt, who is our roommate slash plays bass now. Um, so we, we were already making music together and then we kind of joined forces with two friends who play in the band Full Body 2, um, who are also a very great band that anyone mm-hmm. listening check out uh so we just all decided to start playing together that's how we kind of got started and then we moved to chicago about a year ago and just kind of continued things out here with our current lineup i guess that covers it you you nailed it yeah (laughs) songwriting uh yeah sure um i mean for this record it's this i don't know it's been the same sort of for all of the stuff so far where i feel like we've we wrote it a lot earlier than we made it yeah and so generally the writing is done between the two of us and then um you know we kind of just like trade things back and forth until we feel like we have a good you know group of things and then we bring it to whoever else is like playing and mm-hmm. you know, we had a few friends on this record um but yeah we're we're both pretty big procrastinators so we definitely <laughs> like to sit on songs for much longer than we should yeah, yeah. totally totally understand that um but you guys are you guys initially from rochester from new york new york okay around yeah. new york around yeah. the great state of new york sure <laughs> by any chance do you guys know the good folks in diet sig no i know the name i've seen them play a few times yeah. um not personally though Albany? Yeah, I believe. Well, I think they they went to CUNY and that's where they met. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, but uh I had them on the podcast as well. Um and oh, they were cool. they're they're upstate New York folks. That's awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's, 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 it's New York 
The New York scene definitely. I mean, isn't Wild Pink also from the New York area? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a it was a weird there was a weird moment a few years ago in upstate New York where suddenly all these bands were coming out for I don't know, and now it's sort of died down again. It was really fun. And I think that the pandemic really it hurt a lot of venues in particular. And that's that's was kind of an issue for us. And we were just getting started right before the pandemic and Mm -hmm. then Rochester basically had only a handful of venues left afterwards, and that was really limiting and and I, for us and for a lot of other bands too. Is that the main reason you guys moved to Chicago? Just more opportunities to play? Partially, I think we yeah. just wanted to change to yeah. just. I'd never lived in a big city except for like being very young, so mm-hmm. wanted that opportunity. Galen's familiar with the city a bit already because you've lived here before. So yeah, I went to college here. Oh a long time ago and uh and i don't know it was like it was one of those things where it felt like there were a bunch of things in our lives all at once being like time to go it's time to get out of here yeah Yeah. and so i'm really glad we i mean i like i miss a lot of the people in rochester and a lot of the things there but i'm very glad we moved to chicago very fun it's a good it's a great city it's a good city for music and i mean there's just there's especially right now there are so many bands in Chicago that are so great. And like, it's, it's like, honestly, like a great community right now. Yeah. That's really fun. Yeah. People are really nice here. For sure. Um, so I guess since you're not initially from here, what made you become Bulls fans? Did you just want to like dive into it or what? Partially. I mean, I, I've always just liked the Bulls just for the sort of the, the Jordan fandom. Like mm-hmm. I think we've watched the last dance like three times now. Just like, <laughs> well, and that's kind of last dance is kind of where your basketball fandom really like. Peaked, that is like. true. That is because I'm, I mean, I've always liked basketball, but it never became a, something that was, I like was super actively interested in following, I guess. Yeah. Until I watched that. And I was like watching the footage of the old games. I was like, well, this, this is fun. It's amazing. I want to be more of a Bulls fan. <laughs> it's hard man it is it is hard hard. right now it's it's like i hate to put it this way but it's like it's like the politics of being a bulls fan sucks yeah no for real dude it's (laughs) it's it's brutal having to explain to people (laughs) that you're a bulls fan and then the inevitable question like you're always just left with like well that that sucks yeah sorry I, i mean it's it's never good when there's like talk around your team and like there's the phrase sell the team like yeah that's never good for a franchise like the Oakland Athletics are going through it right now in baseball and like it's just it's not good for your franchise but at the same time am I somebody who regularly says sell the please team? Yes. absolutely <laughs> it would be better for the team um we went you know, to, we went last year a couple months ago to like go see games the first game I've ever seen Nice. And I was like, imagine if they were winning like that. Imagine how, <laughs> how fun this would be. It was still really fun. We, we particularly wanted to go to see them play the Bucks because mm-hmm. really, I'm a big Giannis fan. Oh, yeah. But uh, he got hurt immediately. Yeah, like on, nine minutes into the game. Like on on target for him, on par for him. So I think I might have been at the same game, actually. <laughs> was it in February? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were there. That was- it, it turned into the biggest game of Brooke Lopez's life. <laughs> yes, yes, it certainly did. <laughs> it was still really fun just to be there. Absolutely, yeah. I I love going to the United Center. I love 
just watching Bulls games. I've gone in even in bad years, and there's been a lot of bad years. Obviously, we're lucky as when it comes to a, a NBA team to have the Jordan years and even Derrick Rose years. Yeah, it's um, and we had Jimmy Buckets mm-hmm. at one for point, a fleeting for moment, a brief moment in time. Yep, and that's you know, as the the plight of a Bulls fan, the reason he's gone is because of management. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, it's true, and it's kind of where everything kind of went downhill for sure. Um, don't, let, don't let Bulls management hear this podcast. <laughs> That's fine. They they can hear it. I think they've yeah. heard it before. <laughs> Probably. Um, not the podcast, just this talk. <laughs> um, and Galen, you grew up a Bulls fan? Not not really. I growing up, I was a college basketball fan okay. because my dad went to Syracuse, and so it was a big, you know, we were a big Bayheim house, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I you know, and I I was one of those like really annoying college basketball fans where I was like, you know, NBA fans would be like, "Yo, you'd really like it." I'd be like, "No, no, no, it's a team game yeah. in college, you know." And uh so I've sort of more recently really kind of gotten fully into the NBA and mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's fun right now just because there are just so many enjoyable teams happening that even though the Bulls are you know, continuously being very frustrating. Yeah. There are lots of teams that I can happily enjoy watching. Yeah. For sure. So I guess growing up Syracuse, I there's obviously one moment that comes to my head. Was it a seminal moment for you watching the seven overtime game? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, there was just <sighs> there, I mean it's, crazy. it's it's weird. It's weird, honestly, because being a Syracuse fan has weirdly set me up, I think, to be a Bulls fan because <laughs> it's the exact same. It's the exact same thing where it's just somehow we have the pedigree that people think of it as a good basketball program, but it, most of the time it's really bad. Mm-hmm. And, uh, That's you know, fair. We had the one Carmelo championship. Right. And that was great. Yeah. I feel like it's like Syracuse is always like in the conversation of March Madness. Yeah. But like yeah. not necessarily going deep. No. Not a lot. No, mostly not, you know. Yeah. Gotten close, but uh now now it's all just being frustrated by it. Yeah. For sure. Are there any other teams you guys are are partial to outside of the Bulls? Love the, I mean, I really love the Bucks. Yeah. Huge and I love particularly that that it was a was a twenty one championship lineup. Mm-hmm. Like I just remember like watching that last game and like jumping out of my seat like involuntarily like I've never had that reaction to like watching a sport before I was so excited and that really like set me up to be excited for the next season and I just love that that lineup so much I love Bobby Portis oh, yeah. sixth man of the year formable miss, I, I miss his energy yeah, yeah I think too. yeah so yeah definitely like watching Bucks games I this sounds bandwagony, but I do genuinely love watching the Nuggets play I just because I think Jokic is just unreal. Like it's very fun. It, I've watched so many Nuggets games this year, and it's just uh, I don't know. It, there's it. It feels truly like I thought for a while that Giannis was going to be this guy, but I think Jokic is really like the guy for this era where he's just like going to be the guy. Yeah, for the next yeah. like ten years, it's unbelievable. It's I love his vibe. It's been a great 
watch, honestly, these playoffs. Did you guys catch a lot of the games? Every single one. I mean, it's that Nuggets team is so fun. I honestly, I thought the playoffs this year overall were so good. Me too. Uh, good. Was there was like good. Like I hate when people say it. Like good storylines. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so true. The the Western Conference, like the no matter how it pulled out, there were so many storylines that were going to be fun to watch. Oh yeah. That Kings Warriors series was mm. maybe the most fun I've had watching a first round series ever. Like uh, it was. Oh, it was such a good series. And doesn't that feel like it was like a year ago? I know. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm just like, when is it come? It's not back for so many months, but I don't know what to do. Honestly, though, of any major sport, NBA offseason like keeps you up like with enough stuff to keep going. I was I was just listening to a podcast before we got on here about trade rumors and all that shit. So Mm -hmm. definitely, yeah. There's no no shortage of of things to discuss. That's true. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you get is officially leaving. James Harden, yeah, yeah, he's opting out, and um, there's Kyrie rumors going around to the Suns, perhaps. I, I, I can't, <laughs> I can't believe it. Like, I just don't. Like, is it a ploy to get the Mavericks to just pay him the money, or like, I don't I, understand. I don't like, that would be kind of, that would be kind of interesting, though. I don't, I don't get it. I. Like, did you ever see that Saturday Night Live sketch from like ten years ago that was called Taco Town? No. There was it was a sketch where like basically it was like a a parody of a commercial for like a taco place, and they had this item where like they keep they kept adding something to it. It was like a taco. They kept adding, and then we're gonna deep fry it, and then we're gonna serve (laughs) it on the platter. That's what I feel like the Suns are doing right now, where they're like just just keep adding to it. It, it, I'm sure it'll work out. Hasn't worked well. Is oh. KD re- ready to play with Kyrie again? Like, is no. he, is he going to be cool with that? Like, they have three guards, like three starting guards. If they have, if they have Ky- Kyrie, Booker, and Beal, who all do the same thing, yeah, that's kind of so funny though that KD like went across the country and like finally got away, and now he's now Kyrie. Kyrie's like, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you up, KD. <laughs> It's it's crazy. I love the rumors though. It's it, it keeps you up, and then like you have the draft, which is like I love that it's like two weeks after the finals. So it's like yeah. we're back in it. I know it's good, and I've what, heard from friends who are very into basketball that also just watching like the Euro League in the summer mm-hmm. is yeah. is really fun. So and you get the the FIBA like when it happens, like the World Cup, you get that occasionally. Um, mm-hmm. There's 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 plenty going on. Uh, what do you guys think of the the draft outcome? Not just, I would say, not just for the Bulls because they didn't have a pick. Um, was, <laughs> we had this moment where we were watching it and sitting on the couch, and they kept not saying it, and we were like, "Wait, we were like, no way!" And then it became very clear that we were getting nothing, and we were like, "Oh," because I forgot who we owed our pick to, and so I was like waiting the whole time, being like, it "Was the magic?" Yeah, yeah, no, and I, yeah, that was a bummer. I feel like the draft was san antonio is interesting outcome i mean yeah, yeah. they're the they're happens. the best landing spot probably i'm really glad he didn't go to the rockets that would have or been the hornets nightmare. or the hornets michael jordan could <laughs> ruin by john's career yeah um Kwame Brown. <laughs> i i i do think charlotte passing on scoot is one of the dumbest things yeah. i've seen in a recent draft 
I agree. I I think and the first thing, yeah, I think when Manana with um uh pop is just it's like the best case scenario you could have. Like he's gonna keep him humble and he's gonna have him work hard. Yeah, and now this means that Pop has to coach until he's like ninety five. <laughs> yeah. Which it's I'm not brutal. complaining about that. And yeah. we're we're never gonna hear the end of the Chuck San Antonio like yeah, Charles Barkley is going to be on one for the next, mm-hmm. you know, 10 uh, years. As soon as I heard, that was my first thought when, when they said, when I was like, oh, it's the Spurs. I was like, tomorrow he's going to be talking about it. And I was correct. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm so excited to see him watch. I hope he plays a lot in Summer League, which is like the next step of the, uh, the offseason. You have Summer League, which is like so entertaining. Right. Yeah, it's it'll be interesting. I, I feel like the. I feel like of all the teams, the Spurs are the most likely to like say you're not going to play. So yeah. we'll have to see like whether he plays or not. But I think there there are enough exciting players in this draft where mm-hmm. summer league should be really fun. I mean, um, you also have. I'm assuming Chet is going to play because he, he, he yeah. didn't play at all last year. I don't know. His off season game last year didn't go so great. Yeah. So um, I don't. Yeah, I feel like big ticket rookies they they take it easy. Like even I remember Zion too. Like when he has, I think he even got hurt in summer league too. He did. He did. He's always getting hurt. He that was and he was doing the most outrageous shit right up until that point. Um, but yeah, I think that's the that's the other the other team I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing OKC this year Mm -hmm. because I think out of all the sort of young developing teams, their young core is so exciting yeah. and intriguing to see what their sort of like ceiling will be. I think it's also crazy because they're a young good team with good young players and they have so many draft picks. I know. <laughs> no, well, that's the thing is like, I'm, I'm kind of like, okay, you guys did the thing. Like now it's the time to go in, like start, right. start getting some talent there and like, yeah, trade those it. picks for some, some proven players and like build around your core there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm definitely excited to watch that. Cause when you think about it, especially with Chet, he is kind of a similar play style to Wemby. So. Mm. Yeah. I, I kind of like, I feel like people would be talking about him way more if Wemby didn't exist, like mm-hmm. people would have been more hyped for him coming in. I think yeah. if Wembenyama wasn't like right after him. Totally. Totally. Um, and, to, and of course you get like people right now who are like, I feel like this is the nature of the internet where people are going to go highs and lows and people are like, bull bulls already in the league. Like they already got uh Wembenyama and people are going to call him a bust in like two weeks. You know it. Yeah, it I I can't imagine the amount of pressure he's you have to feel it's like it's like LeBron getting, you know, scouted since mm-hmm. he was like 14. Like it's mm-hmm. just like and LeBron is maybe the only player ever to like live past the hype that he came in with. So it's right. like in all likelihood he can't be the you know, savior of basketball or whatever, but yeah. I hope I hope he can just like mostly ignore those expectations yeah it does seem like he has a good head on his shoulders and he's he's not like kind of giving in to any sort of ridiculous offseason stuff he seems Um, like a nice guy 
Yeah. Just, yeah. just a nice French man. Yeah. <laughs> a nice Frenchman. The opposite of Rudy Gobert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The Timberwolves team is, is, is something mess. else. I, I, I can't stop thinking about, uh, if you, I don't know if you heard what uh, Kat said in the uh, yeah, podcast yeah. episode. Just, well, which which one? Because he yeah, keeps, I think it was all in the same episode too. Yeah, he. This was the one where Cat came out and he was like, he's saying he changed the game because he can <laughs> shoot threes, and then he was like, uh, he uh, the he he bugs me more than almost any other NBA player. So I have yeah. like a pretty bad bias, but that he bugs me so much. Oh yeah, I mean he he did say also that. What they did in the playoffs uh, last year was better than the Nuggets winning a championship because they, oh, yeah. I was like, they didn't have time to prepare. Right, watching watching them win that play-in game with Pat Bev going wild on the <laughs> on the announcers table was maybe one of the best parts of that that postseason. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's I think I think he feels stressed because he knows that it's Anthony Edwards' team and that management yeah. knows that now. I, but, yeah, I think they need to get rid of everyone except Anthony Edwards probably. and Nas Reed, of course, because they love Nas, Nas Reed. Reed come on, man! <laughs> Great signing, three um, centers. Hell yeah, good move. Um, I guess in terms of the Bulls, like, what do you guys think? How do you feel about the upcoming season and the future of the Bulls? They should have been tanking last year. I know. You know, it's useless now. I want so badly to be surprised and excited just because like we're here, we're in a, like now we're in a basketball city, which is a new thing for me in particular. Mm -hmm. I want so badly to be like, this team is performing well. And because they are, they are fun to watch. Mm -hmm. Like we had a really great time. It was just like, they weren't any match for, for the bucks. Anybody. Yeah. Or anybody, even though there are like very strong at least the game we saw, there were strong players mm-hmm. holding it down. Yeah, I mean, it, it's tough because, like, I'm a big Demar fan. Yeah. Uh, he's a cool guy. I'm glad he, you know, and I think he's a good like culture guy for the mm-hmm. team. But it's, I don't know what they were thinking. Like pairing him, okay, Demar doesn't play defense, right? Zach Levine doesn't play defense. Why would you? And then you put in Vooch, and it's just like. Who is who is making these choices? Like, I kind of think like if we can just keep Caruso and get rid of everything else and just start over, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, it's, there's just there's no way out at this point either. So it's just, I it, think the the only way the team they have could have worked did briefly before everyone got hurt, and that was like I think it was yeah. right before you guys even moved here. Uh, when they had that, that when Lonzo was they healthy. went to the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. I yeah, I mean that's the thing is like, I think this team would have been marginally better if Lonzo wasn't continuously hurt. Mm-hmm. They had that, you know, that the 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 beginning run to was it last year's season or the season before that where they were playing really well. It was Demar's first year? Yeah, I can't even keep track. They now. were the four seed, I think. Yeah, no, and they, and they were they were playing great, and I don't think Lonzo would be the difference maker to make them a championship team. But it's like everything fell apart 
Because that's 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 really the biggest problem is we don't have a point guard. No, we no we have lots of point guards, but we don't have a point guard. We don't have a <laughs> point guard. Yeah. I'm pulling for Io Desumu. Let's we'll, we'll see. Yeah, and it's I think what it was is Lonzo and Caruso were the entire defense. Yeah, and, and that sort without of Lonzo, it all falls apart. I do. I feel for Caruso because he's yeah. really trying to pull yeah. his weight, and now he has to deal with Pat Bev. And I feel like <laughs> that's just you know, it's tough. I think to me, I think I'm fine. Keep hanging on to Ao. I'm fine hanging on to Patrick Williams. Uh, it's hope hope that he just still puts it together. He's you still young. Have Patrick Williams stock still. He's still young. He's still, <laughs> this is like uh me with like Nikola Mirotic like a couple of years ago like he still could be Dirk <laughs> and Lori who ended up actually being good that's that that's a painful one because although because the Cavs didn't see it either I feel yeah. less bad right but like yeah you see like you know him and Jimmy Butler and like everybody that we sort of slowly get rid of or run out of town and you're just yeah. like then they go and become 30 point scorers somewhere else. And you're like, man, this really kind of sucks. The Jimmy thing makes me sad. That'd be really fun if uh with Jimmy Butler still. Well, we we would if if management wasn't awful, we there's a possibility we would have Jimmy Butler and Lori Markinen. And that is like we'd have to fight an actual thing that you could build around again if you had a point guard. Isn't it crazy to think too that we had Jimmy Butler and a healthy Derrick Rose at the same time? I know, <laughs> I know. Well, and it's like that's going to still probably go down as one of the cruelest like basketball injury streaks ever, um, just for like how much of his game it robbed. Mm-hmm. Like it, that just sucks. Definitely. I mean, I don't have much hope for this year. I hope there's still time for them to make some moves or do something. I, I'm totally with you. I would love to just tear it down. I I just think I'm the kind of person too where I think like I think it's it's kind of like you have to hit it basically right right when you're drafting at the beginning of the process. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's too late now for Boston. I'm I'm that kind of person where I'm like, yeah. you guys didn't roll the dice right enough. And it's really tough. I get it. But I'm also like, teams try to continuously recover. And I'm like, it's not going to happen. Well, like, Smart's gone now. And now it's weird to see Celtics fans be like, Gabe Vincent. Could, <laughs> could we get Gabe Vincent? Is that the answer? I don't think that's the answer. I uh, Yeah, I mean, I've. I don't know what fixes it for them. I, you know, it's no, you uh, just need Tatum and Brown consistently taking over games. Jalen Brown learns how to dribble 2024. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It's, that's, that's another team that's, and, and also I'll be curious to see what Milwaukee does. Um, Cause they actually have had the same lineup more or less for since their championship. It makes me sad. Cause I, that lineup just feels so, friendly in a way that... except for grayson allen but yes yeah, yeah so other than grayson allen <laughs> yeah even as bucks fans you can't like grayson allen just because yeah. the tripper well and taking crusoe out midair like all of his so like yeah. yeah i wonder if the difference really was pj tucker i kind of think he 
did a lot more for them. He did a lot more for them than he did for Miami or for Philadelphia, yeah. which is interesting. But I do think, I also think though that if the Bucks this year, if Giannis hadn't gotten injured mm-hmm. in again, like the first 10 minutes of the game, I do think that the Bucks probably would have won that series. Um, But it's, their problem has always been like schemes. Like yeah. they just, whoever, like if it was Bud or whoever on that coaching staff was deciding that Drew Holiday should just continuously <laughs> guard Jimmy Butler for the entire series and never adjust, that person should be, fired if it was yeah. bud they probably did the right thing i, I just do... remember that bud was bud's gone yeah oh, yeah there were a lot of changes already in the yeah. past few weeks um sometimes i do think about there is like a, this like alternate uh universe where the bulls do beat miami yeah and then exactly. but then obviously milwaukee like sweeps the bulls Again, <laughs> like we've seen but that then before. milwaukee versus Denver in the finals would have been interesting. It would have been, been awesome. Because Giannis on Jokic would be so good. That was my yeah. bracket. I had that in my bracket. My bracket was wrong. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. But I mean, who could have seen the Bucks getting beaten I know. in that first round? Pretty they just like mentally collapsed. Tough like, I, don't, yeah. I don't know what that was, but there was one game where I was like, oh, they're gonna bring it back. It's gonna be okay. There's like one really exciting was it a home game? It was like Maybe it wasn't. There was it's one so long ago. Now. I know. I really remember because <laughs> I remember they were down, and then they had that. They had a really good game without Giannis, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh shit, okay, they can." It was probably early on then in the in the series, but it's never brought it back. It was really sad. It's tough, but uh, you know, hopefully they. It, it all comes down to injuries in the end. All teams, yeah, exactly. it comes down to injuries. Exactly. Really ever sad. stayed healthy? Michael Porter Jr. notoriously well, injured, stayed healthy. Right. But that to me, that's again, like why I think Denver has the ultimate advantage because Jokic basically never leaves his feet, doesn't mm-hmm. go up in the air mm-hmm. at all. That's so and uh, so he's just way less likely to get hurt at any given time. Yeah. And I feel like if Jokic stays healthy, you've got a really good chance at beating anybody. Absolutely. Um. All right. So the other thing I had planned is, uh, we do a segment sometimes called Build a Band. Oh, yeah. Um, so, ready. so curious to know what you guys think. So, yeah, the uh, idea here is to, you know, however many members of this band you feel you need to complete its sound. Uh, it could be a strong three piece. You could do Broken Social Steam. You could do whatever you want here. But assign a player to instrument. Tell me how it all comes together. So we've been we've been working on this <laughs> today. And so the vibe, the vibe we were thinking was early 90s rap rock new metal. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. It was like so, uh like like static X or prodigy. Like more, I guess more like late late nineties, like late early two thousands, yeah. like Cring- cringy. Like pop, like level one hundred, like new metal. Okay rap rock early lincoln park yeah yeah like <laughs> early lincoln park like limp biscuit oh okay yeah yeah say no the more classics okay so on the drums steven adams mm-hmm. he just looks like he could hit really yeah. hard he looks like he would fit into one of those bands very naturally yeah 
aggressive but also like actually kind of friendly like yeah i've i've heard lots of great stories about him being like, like a gentle guy yeah you I, doing I all right so. mate yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i i feel like but he would turn it on for this performance oh yeah for like i think so yeah i think absolutely okay um vocals oladipo because we know he's got to get the voice mm-hmm. and the moves but this was sort of this was sort of a, a fork in the road moment too because mm-hmm. <laughs> like oladipo is sort of known as ha- having like you know an actual singing voice is like a good singer sure but like for for the rap rock i always kind of like all of their singers usually looked like real like huge dirt bags <laughs> so i'd also as like a runner-up i would offer up george niang as like just just based on just based on image i feel like he's got the vibe for it what if what if you're since you're following that genre genre what if you have like oladipo singer and then niang rapper like you do that singer rapper combo it's so funny you mentioned this (laughs) because we do have a rapper in minds um so we're thinking dame for the the rapper you know it's too it feels like an obvious choice because everybody always talks about it. He's actually listening to his music. He's not a good rapper, but people say he's a good rapper. <laughs> and I think in this genre, it might be. I think it works. I think it's fitting. I think it my, works. My personal opinion, I think he's too classy for the genre. <laughs> it's, it's, it's true. It's true. But that that's the thing is like, it's hard to find players, a lot of players in the NBA that totally fit the... Yeah, that's fair. The, the genre, but we'll put an asterisk here. And if you but have any thoughts, I'll I'll throw just this into the ring. Uh, Metal World Peace. We were that did, name came up. He in did the drop. Search. He did drop an album or two. Yeah, so. it's it's true. I feel like he is sort of like at different points of his life, like <laughs> definitely unhinged enough to yeah. to like really fit right at home <laughs> in the genre. So. That might work. I was Googling who is the most ripped NBA player and he came, or like a list of them because I was looking for drums. He came up on that list, but mm-hmm. I, I do kind of like it as a runner up for for rap. We're going to write it down. Okay. Okay. In case we need this In case later. we need this later. <laughs> yeah. In case this is a really good idea for later. Okay. Lead guitar. We felt like it had to be LeBron. He just has that energy. I, I can see it so clearly in my mind, like him playing electric guitar and being real, like, being really into it and mm-hmm. ripping like lead I, lines the way we thought about it was if lebron was to think of himself as being in a band what would he picture himself as and i think oh, it's yeah. absolutely there's no other choice band. yeah exactly like i think that's where he has to be <laughs> and then rhythm guitar we had bones highland you need an energy guy mm-hmm. you need uh i feel like bones has sort of the uh the sort of unhinged like forward motion that a band like this needs he'll give you minutes he'll give you minutes on guitar you know <laughs> even if you don't want them he'll give them to you keep going so so bass we said Kawhi, but Wemby can audition when he's proved himself and like we know that he probably will but because Wemby was my first choice and gail's like well like He's not quite. He's not mm-hmm. in the band yet. Like he's. I need to see of, him in the NBA before I yeah, can trust sure. him being in his band. Being in the band. Why? It's really all about the fingers. The long. Yes, he has the absolutely. longest fucking hands. You know what I love about both these options too is they both have like crazy wingspan. So yeah. for this genre, they got to play real low. Low. Like yeah, exactly. The longest strap ever. And, and 
And there's yeah. always the one member of those bands that does not follow the energy code and is just like really <laughs> like just robotic. And I feel like Kawhi just exemplifies that on every level. I feel like it's got to be like borderline. I feel like Flea, honestly, it's almost upright, you know? Yeah. Like it's yeah, so yes. low that it starts <laughs> to angle up where upright. Kawhi would be able that. to make it work, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So fun, fun final little sh- sprinkling is we said cp3 on the turntables mm. and really there's no reason there's behind no it other it. than thinking that it would be really funny to see chris paul behind a turntable in any Just in any situation like, like a like one scratch like in a song and like Absolutely. that's it but for texture yeah. yeah for texture that's that's what we got but we couldn't think of a name I, I get it. It's tough. Honestly, the vibe really reminds me. There was a song. Uh, I want to say it was like maybe, honestly, maybe from the year 2000. It was by The Executioners featuring <laughs> Linkin Park and Wayne Static from Static X. Whoa. And it was because The Executioners were like a DJ group. Mm. And so you had like four DJs. You had Wayne Static playing guitar, and then you had like the dudes from Lincoln Park, and it was just the wildest collab. And this this is the vibe I get, which is not a bad thing to be honest. No, I, I would mean, watch this. I think this would be, I mean, I think this would be an incredibly unfunctional band, <laughs> but I I do I would love to see it happen. Oh, Who's yeah. quitting the band first? Mm. Chris Paul. <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know. He's such a he's such a stick it out team guy though. I feel like Bones Highland probably gets upset first. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh-huh. And then who who's replacing LeBron's like I can do both. And Dame will be the last standing member of this <laughs> band ever. He's never leaving. He'll do like a solo set and like Yeah, exactly. I feel uh, like LeBron will be like, screw it. I'm just gonna use a looper. And I'm just gonna loop the rhythm, and then I'll delete on top of it. Probably, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I can absolutely. Do, like, whatever. Yeah. I can. I'll do it myself. Yeah. Have you seen that TikTok like AI video of people like the NBA band? It looks like this, and it's like Harden and Jokic and LeBron. And it's I made like, that. You did. <laughs> I made that. No, you, wait, really? Yeah. Did you make that one, and I didn't even know it because I know yeah. all your other videos. You showed me that video. Yeah, I I made all those in Mid Journey. Has oh that ever happened God. before? Oh, no way. No chance. That's awesome. Um, I that talked is... to uh, Eric Hauk from po- Portugal, the man. Mm-hmm. Um, he did say that they have played like a show, like a, like a, like a, a Blazers event. And Dan oh, came really? on stage with them. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. That's probably that's the like, closest you can get. <laughs> that's like the, the dream. I I always think about that as being like, the people who are performing like in stadiums, like in at halftime or whatever, when they bring people out and mm-hmm. you're just like, everyone always universally sounds really bad. Yeah. And I'm just so curious about like, is it the acoustics in there? Like, can nobody hear themselves? <laughs> I, don't like, know. I, I, that would be thrilling and terrifying to do that. It's wild. Yeah. I feel like my, my, like I, dream scenario is like give me wilco at the united center and let me see like a legendary bulls player come out and join him i just want to see that which which player in my heart says derrick rose but like he's not going to be into it no no you need yeah that's tough. joe kim noah 
Joe Kim Noah is the, it would be the guy like because yeah. he would be into it absolutely. Um, Joe, Joe he, Kim's the guy who's like I'll vibe to anything. Yeah, and he's also just like, I mean, he was when he was a player too. He's just like he's he's the people's champ somehow. Like, mm-hmm. despite coming from very rich parents, he's somehow still the people's champ. I literally can't believe this that you made this and I have it liked and it says <laughs> indie basketball right there. And I didn't remember that. I like, I showed so many people this video. It's like, guys, have you seen this? Thing? I, I told you. Yeah. It's, it uh, works. That's, that's what got me on the TikTok map. The, awesome. It's so, it looks like kind of crazy real. Yeah. yeah AI <laughs> is pretty wild these days. Um, there have been yeah. some, some good Jokic on trumpet would be pretty fun it's perfect yeah it was i felt it was perfect uh i tried a <laughs> bunch of people but some just didn't come out right like i tried you know Embiid on on bass and jimmy <laughs> butler and it's just they didn't look right that was the best crop i had one fell right yeah, yeah i love the um lebron stands in the comments that are like my king he looks so good with the bass yeah <laughs> tiktok's a weird place I'm it's so very curious. Place. I'm so curious about the the like average age of the LeBron horde now. It's true because I don't know who it is because it's like people just older than that are all Jordan people, mm-hmm. and nobody our age is like, yeah, LeBron's the best. So I'm like, who is that? Well, LeBron. if you look at who they, you know, talking to all this rookie class, I'd say mm-hmm. majority of them say LeBron is their guy, not Jordan. That's interesting. I guess that, I mean, that makes, I, I, I always got the sense that it had like somehow like leapfrogged him and now like Steph is like the guy. Oh, I feel like we're close to that. I, Someone just on this video said Steph looks like a youth pastor. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. I, and there was, it's mid journey. It's a uh, wow. AI image generation. Yeah, that's awesome. And you typed Jokic trumpet. Uh, I was. It was more detailed than that. It was. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it you was just typed Jokic trumpet. It, okay. it was Nikola Jokic playing <laughs> trumpet in a Midwest emo band at Riot Fest. <laughs> that's awesome. There's an art to this. So I it, there is. There's. Uh, there's literally jobs for like AI prompt engineers. It's like a he weird. He does look like a youth I, I wouldn't be surprised if like in like 10 years we find out that Jokic actually does play the trumpet. Oh, just, yeah. He just works his. Yep. Yeah. He's, he's, he lulls them to sleep with his trumpet. <laughs> wow. You should make you you should make more of those. I do need to do a follow up. I, I should. That would be good. The, the puns, the like crossovers have been very good. Like, what if what if I make your band a reality? That would be awesome. awesome. <laughs> would be. Because that's funny. Because I was thinking while we were doing this, like that would be so funny if like there was another AI generated TikTok video that was like this, and like maybe this is meant to be. Like maybe you really need to. I think you just also sparked it. But I feel like I need to do this. If you if you do end up doing this, please please include George Niang. I just feel oh, like yeah. he's the only guy that visually fits what <laughs> what I'm picturing in my head. I will Absolutely. send you this this list. Amazing. Uh, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining. This has been a lot of fun yeah, talking basketball you. and stuff. Yeah, uh, it's always fun running into people who have that same crossover. Totally. It's a good combo. Thank you so much. For sure.
anything you want to shout out at you guys going on got going on in the future for cusp uh the the next thing is on july 9th we'll be at the prf barbecue which is um the event happens every year uh all the ticket sales go to a charity partner each year this year goes to intonation music which is really cool and it's a great weekend if you can attend any of the days you should but we're playing on sunday and there's food and drinks and new shirts and it'll be really fun that's our next big thing coming up and then hopefully at the end of the summer we'll have more news about upcoming releases released singular we'll see it could be more than one by then yeah we'll see how much we procrastinate awesome well thanks again for joining guys it's been a good time yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. All right. awesome. We'll catch you later. So that's going to do it for another episode of the Indie Basketball Podcast. Thank you so much to Jen and Galen of Cusp for joining. Before we head out, I do want to call out some things. And one of those is that we just launched season two of Half Court Sessions. Our very first episode of this year is with Wild Pink. It's amazing. Please, please, please go check that out on YouTube. Subscribe. Uh, And then we have a bonus track over on our Patreon page, and you can check that out at patreon.com slash indie basketball. Support there really helps us keep making more of these over the course of the year. So your support is greatly appreciated. But that's going to be it. Thanks for listening, guys.